everybody. Welcome to the Freelance Podcast. I'm your host, RJ McCollum, as always. And a uh, big thank you. Just thanks for listening. For those of you that give me some time out of your week each and every week, I really appreciate it. I hope you guys are getting something out of it. And uh, that's, that's actually what I wanted to just start the show off with. I, I want to kind of give a, a call to action, I guess, and, and maybe that's to web design speak or whatever. But I want to give you guys a, a challenge this uh, this week. And the challenge is actually really simple. Just uh, contact me. I, I want you to reach out to me with the question that you have. Maybe this is a question that you guys have had for a long time and you've been searching for answers. Maybe it's something super simple, you know, like, hey, what chair do you sit on or something like that but i want to challenge you guys to take literally you know two seconds or or maybe a little bit more than that i guess take a minute you know literally just take a minute and do it right now while you're on your phone as long as you're not driving or anything but if you're on your phone or on your computer just do it right now send me an email it's rj two letters at rjmccollum.com rj m as in mary c c o l l a amazonmary.com shoot me a quick email i want to hear from you guys what gets me going what gets me excited is when i see other people taking steps towards what it is that they want to accomplish in life whatever their goal is whatever their dream is maybe that's being a better designer maybe that's being a freelancer who can quit their full-time job and do freelancing full-time maybe you're building something and, and kind of going forward with something that you haven't done before I get really excited hearing those stories from other people. So I'm happy to just maybe hear your story. If you have a question, just let me know. That's what I'm here for. I don't have all the answers, and sometimes I may not even have the right answer for you. But I do have experience in freelancing. This is the whole reason for the podcast. This is why I write on my blog. This is the whole reason why I'm here is to help you guys out. So literally take a minute right now, shoot me an email, tweet at me, whatever you guys want to do, go to my website and you can just fill out the contact form. I'm happy to answer any questions. If you want me to ask it on air and maybe get some help from the rest of the people who listen to the show, let me know and I can do that next week as well. Now that you guys have probably already sent me an email and my inbox is flooding and I have a ton of work ahead of me now, I was thinking about this earlier last week and I actually wrote a blog post about it, but I was thinking about how for me, at least every once in a while, I I find myself kind of, there's these phrases or certain songs or something that they they kind of just stick in my head and I use them as little motivational uh, pieces and whatever. So I, I wrote about it on my blog and it's titled, Why You Need a Catchphrase. So if you haven't already read it, go to rjmccollum.com. You'll see it. It's going to be the latest post there. You can visit the blog page and find why you need a catchphrase. I tell you what my catchphrases are and why I think is important as freelancers to kind of have those little things that I guess you could call it instead of a catchphrase, a mantra, but why to have those mantras and how it can help you kind of push through the day. Just recently, I had a project that it literally took me three hours to code, which is not very long at all, but the the process of dealing with the project, getting it set up, it literally spanned five days. Now, it's not the only thing I did in those five days, but something that only took takes three hours should only take me one day. But this is just one of those projects that, for whatever reason, I wasn't feeling the motivation, I wasn't as excited about it, but these little catchphrases or mantras of mine just kind of helped me push forward. 
So go check that out if you haven't read it already. Leave me a comment. Let me know what you guys think. And before we get into the show, I want to just give you guys a reminder of two things. One, the next project that I am working on, the next thing that I am building, I've mentioned before on the show how this year is the year I'm learning Ruby on Rails and doing web apps getting a little bit more into design and stuff since I'm more on the front-end development side of things. The next project I'm building is specifically for you guys. Now, one of the most popular episodes of this podcast is how to build your portfolio. So what I'm doing is I'm building a site where you guys can go in, sign up, and at the end of it, have an actual great-looking portfolio that is easy to set up, doesn't require a lot of information, Because so many people I hear, and I've done this too before, I'm very guilty of it, we spend so much time on our portfolios thinking of how it should look, what it should say, what projects should we include in it. And in reality, I think a lot of us use that crutch of, oh, well, I'm working on my portfolio right now to stop us from actually doing meaningful stuff that is going to be bringing in money and getting invoices paid. So the whole point in building this product out, which I'm calling it Maker's Work, it's going to be makers.work, my first foray into .work domain names. But the whole point of this is for you guys to literally go sign up, spend maybe 10, 15 minutes entering in your information and some project information, and boom, you're done. It's completely free. There's going to be no charges or anything like that. There will eventually be probably pro features, and I air quotes when I did pro features. But it's going to be free, and it's going to aim to solve that problem of people either that don't have the technical skills, don't have the design skills, don't have the time, don't have the money, don't have whatever reason that is stopping them from having a portfolio. Resumes, pointless. You should not be spending your time crafting the perfect resume unless a job is what you are after. But even if you are after a job... Being somebody that had hired creative professionals, your portfolio is going to speak much, much louder than your resume will. Because at the end of the day, if you're a creative or you have this particular skill set that I'm looking to hire you for, then that's what I want to see. I want to see that skill set. I want to see what you've designed. I want to see and touch and you know change browser sizes of sites that you've developed. I want to read what you've written. So a portfolio is super, super important. Probably the, the best calling card that a freelancer is going to have in their toolbox. So I'm working on this project, Maker's Work, and it's going to be available June 1st. Or sorry, not June 1st. It's going to be available July 1st. That's going to keep me on track with the challenge that I laid out earlier this year of building four public-facing apps this year, essentially one every three months. So I got a lot of work to do. I still have design I have to finish. I got to build out the front end, and then I have to figure out how to build all this back end stuff to make it work. But I'm pushing myself. So just like I said early in the show, this is what gets me excited when people kind of step out of their comfort zone and really push to do what it is that they want to do. All right, the last thing before we get into today's show is about becoming a better freelancer. So just like I want to answer your questions, I get a lot of recurring questions or questions that are kind of along the same theme. And so what I did earlier this year is I actually set up a free email course for you guys. You can go to my website, 
rjmccollum.com slash course. It's also at the bottom of every page as well. So if you just go to the website, you can sign up for free. Literally, you just give me your email. It puts you on what I'm getting out of it is you guys are added to my email list. If you don't like me or whatever, you can just unsubscribe. No worries there. But what I'm going to do is every single day for five days, I'm going to send you a piece of information or my thoughts on a particular subject of freelancing, and I'm going to help you become a better freelancer. I've had a number of people sign up and take it. If you're one of them, thank you very much. I've gotten some positive feedback. But again, at the end of the day, the whole reason I am here is to help you be a better freelancer, to up your game and level up as a freelancer so that if your goal is to leave your full-time job and do freelancing full-time, that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to equip you and kind of raise your level so that you can do that. Because being somebody that has done that and has been on their own successfully for about a year and a half now, I can't tell you how fulfilling, how freeing, how exciting, how thankful I am. In fact, I had that thought today. The sun was out and the sun, the, the weather affects me. So it's nice, bright. The sun was out started getting into into the zone today into the groove and i had a thought where it's like you know what i'm at home my dog's laying at my feet my wife and and child are out there and you know i'm getting to do what it is that i love to do and i'm making enough money to support myself like this to me is is the dream i mean sure we'd all love to have millions of dollars but this is great this is fantastic and so what i want to do is help you guys get to that point as well So enough about me. If you haven't sent that email yet, you need to stop what you're doing right now. Continue listening to the podcast if you want. I'm sure you can multitask. Send me that email, rj at rjmccollum.com. No question is too big or too small, but I will stop my ranting right now and we'll get into this week's show. Today we're not talking about the most glamorous part of freelancing. Today we're talking about the discipline side of freelancing, specifically why your daily routine, why having a daily routine is so important to your success as a freelancer. My freelancing career has pretty much kind of two sides to it. When I first started as a freelancer, I just went in completely blind, not knowing anything, and decided this is what I'm doing. I failed, I had to get jobs. When I had jobs, I continued working on the side with the ultimate goal of getting back to freelancing successfully, which at this point in time I've been doing for roughly a year and a half, and it feels great. When I came up to this second round of freelancing, I quit my job where I was making good money, and I was, you know, I put a lot of thought into what was going to make me successful as a freelancer. A lot of people said, oh man, yeah, you're going to be working from home. That's so cool. And I was very quick to tell them, yes, it is cool. It is awesome that I get to work from home, but it takes a lot of discipline. It takes a lot more discipline than it does to get up, shower, get ready and drive, commute to work and be at work. It's so much easier to say, oh, I'll just hit the snooze button one more time. I don't have a commute anymore. You know, what's an extra 10 minutes of sleep or whatever. It's hard sometimes when my Xbox One is staring at me and it's begging me to play Batman, which it does often, but I have to stop it from, I I can't let that be a distraction. So working from home is very, very challenging. There's a lot of distraction and a lot of opportunities for you to get off task 
And sometimes it can be hard to get back on task. I'm a big believer in, you know, finding your zone. And when you get in the zone, it becomes, you know, you're getting a lot of work done. You're your most productive. And my daily routine, I feel, is part of that. So I'm going to give you kind of a rundown of my daily routine And hopefully that will give you an idea of maybe some things you can do to structure your daily routine. As a freelancer, one of the benefits is you get to work whenever you want. Some of us are night owls, some of us are morning people, and and we you you probably know when it is that you do your best work. I'm not here to tell you that you need to be a nine to five freelancer at your desk. All of the routine that I'm about to go over and what you decide to put or not put into your daily routine, it's important that you understand yourself, what motivates you, what gets you going, and more importantly, what distracts you, what is, what has the ability to take away, take your focus away from what it is that you should be working on. So here's a typical day for me. My alarm goes off at seven o'clock, 7 a.m., I hit snooze one time, which is a 30-minute snooze, and I get up at 7.30. So that is that is all the time, 7 o'clock, 7.30. I recently started adding some exercise into my routine, and on the days that I exercise, I don't hit snooze. So 7 a.m., I still wake up at the same time. I'll get up and I'll exercise for 30 minutes. And so I'm in the shower getting ready at the same time every day. For me, getting up, getting ready, a shower you know, brushing my teeth and all that stuff. It's very important for me to do that. That's how I wake up. That's how I feel not groggy from sleepy. So for me, that is a must in my routine. I even do it on the weekends when I don't have to work because it just helps me wake up. But see, this is an example of this is how I feel. Some people, that's not a need. You can shower at the end of the night and be good to go in the morning. I need to have that shower. I need to get ready, brush my teeth, you know, put some gel in my hair or whatever. I need to do that in the morning. Now, I don't get dressed up like I'm, you know, going to work, which all I wore there was tennis shoes, jeans, and a t-shirt anyways, uh, but, you know, I don't sleep in my pajamas or anything, or don't work in my pajamas or anything like that. It's typically, you know, shorts, basketball shorts, and t-shirt or something along those lines in the winter, some pants or something like that. I like to make sure that I'm comfortable, but not just hanging out in my pajamas. When I'm done getting ready, I come out and I get my coffee ready let my dog out while the coffee's getting ready so that way she doesn't bother me in the morning to let her out to go to the bathroom. I'm getting my coffee ready. I've never really been a breakfast person, but if I am feeling hungry or I'm wanting to eat breakfast, I'll make my breakfast while my coffee is being made as well. I come to my desk and I'm usually at my desk around eight o'clock, give or take a couple minutes with my cup of coffee and This is not a good habit, it's one that I'm trying to break, but then what I do is I spend the next 30 minutes to an hour kind of catching up on things. So that's email, Twitter, Facebook, general news, and I may knock out a couple small things that, you know, just simple replies in the email. By 9 o'clock, I'm working on or opening up my main task for the day to try to get something done. So whether that's the current project that I'm working on, whether it is a, you know, maybe today is set aside for email and trying to get through a bunch of small tasks, I'll I'll get that started roughly around 9 o'clock. From 9 o'clock to whenever I eat lunch, and I like to eat lunch between probably 12.30, get up, go make my lunch, come back, and I know that I probably have a good maybe a good two hours left of concentration if I'm lucky. So knowing that, knowing how I work and when I'm most productive, when I'm least productive, I know that after lunch I only have a set amount of time. So I typically like to hop right back into what it is that I was doing or transition into something new because I know come three o'clock, four o'clock, I'm usually tapped out mentally. 
I'll break off from my main task of what I was doing there, and I'll slip back into email, little little bit of work that I need to do or, or something else. Maybe I need to run an errand, do something around the house. Literally today I mowed the lawn because it needed to get done. So I'm just being mindful. I, I know that that slump is coming in the afternoon, and I'm actually you know doing some things health-wise to try to make that slump not come. But I, I know up until this point that that slump is coming. And so I kind of you know set my routine around that slump. Five o'clock, start making dinner. We go out for dinner, whatever. Eat dinner with the family. I may do a couple little things the rest of the night. But then it's typically family time and uh, doing you know other, other stuff that is not work. So for me, I definitely do that Monday through Friday, and if I have a lot to get done, like this past weekend, I had a ton of stuff I had to get done, I just extend that out into the weekend as well. I highly recommend that you take breaks and take the weekends off, but sometimes you just have to push through the weekends because there's so much going on. So that is maybe a more in-depth look than you wanted, but that's kind of my daily routine. Now, all of it is going to depend on knowing what it is that makes you tick, what it is that really gets you going and and can help you be motivated. For me, I know my most ideal situation is probably, I would say, between 12 and 2 o'clock, either just before or just right after lunch, with some really good music, really loud, sun outside, my window open. That situation and green outside, not groggy outside or anything like that. Green grass, green trees. That may be very detailed, or it may not be very detailed, but to me, I think it's very detailed. That is the best situation I could put myself in to be my most productive. Knowing that, having an idea of when I can be most productive and what are the outside trigger triggers that allow me to get to that point, knowing that helps me craft my routine over time to update my routine if I need to to be more productive. I got really excited for spring this year because, again, I knew that sun and the green outside, being able to open my window, have some really loud music, and, and it's the type of, you know, for me, it's even the type of music. It's, you know, listening to something like uh, a little more upbeat. I like, uh, you know, punk stuff, Third Eye Blind, stuff like that. Um, you know, the type of music I know that I'm going to be listening to, that's not going to be a day that I'm, you know, listening to Jay-Z or something like that. So I know these little details that for me build up and culminate in a super productive set of time. So as a freelancer, when you first start working from home, or even if you are working at home, you need to take a look at what it is that you're doing. Is there consistency there? To me, I work best when I have that routine, that schedule, because I know like, oh, I don't have to worry about when I wake up because my alarm set every day at the same time. I've trained my body to, you know, sometimes I even wake up a little bit before my alarm because I trained my body that that is when I get up. Having that consistency allows me to map out my days better. It allows me to map out my weeks better. I just had family here for the past week. And so I knew that there were going to be some challenges that disrupted my routine a little bit. But because I was set in my routine, I knew that, okay, I can tweak this to still get up at this time. Instead of doing exercise in the living room, I'm going to do it in my office. Um, and I was able to tweak that to try to keep my routine regularly because I still had a lot of work to do while they were here. I guarantee you, though, if you don't have a routine, if you don't understand how the stimulants around you affect you in a good or negative way, 
it becomes hard to kind of find that flow on a consistent basis. And for me, it's important that I get that flow because I'm very in something or I'm very out of something. One of my biggest detractors and something I'm trying to cut out of my routine is social media. I was literally just talking to the designer that I work with on a regular basis about he had said, you know, I'm going to try to cut out Facebook next week. And I had said, you know, I actually tried to do that with Twitter uh, a few months back. I took the little tweet bot, the Twitter client I use out of my dock. Because, you know, every, I, you know, I'll, I'll hit, I'll complete a, you know, module on whatever project I'm working, I'll open Twitter. And how many times have we opened up social media? Ten minutes go by and you've read four articles about nothing. That means nothing to anybody, you know, and you're like, how did I even get here? And that's a good way to get yourself off, off focus. So having a routine and knowing when you are your most productive and what the catalyst is to get you to that point will help you kind of decipher what it is that you need to do. If you are a night owl and you do your best work when the internet is quiet, when everybody else is quiet, headphones on, and you're just, you know, going, 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 that's cool. I don't care. You know, I don't, I don't think there's anything against people that wake up at, you know, 12 PM, 2 PM because they worked all night. If that's what works for you, cool. And if that makes sense, then awesome. Do it. But a routine is needed for successful freelancing. I don't believe that you can just be a whenever type freelancer unless you have very little amount of work or very little amount of responsibility and you get a big paycheck to where you don't have to worry about it, which that would be cool if that was the case, but it's not for a lot of us. So take some time after this episode ends and think about your routine. Do you have a routine? What parts of your routine do you feel help you be more productive? What parts of your routine could you either tweak, get rid of, change in order to help yourself be more productive? Your environment is something that you are in control of for the most part. You should make sure that you're optimizing it so that you can put out consistent, high-quality work because as a freelancer, that's what's going to make sure that you are successful. That's what's going to make you more money. So while routine is not the most sexy part of freelancing, it's something you definitely need to give some thought to. Think about it right now. Let me know. If you made changes to your routine, send me an email, rj at rjmccollum.com, or reach out on Twitter at rjmccollum.com.